Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from August 24th to today, August 30th of 2020. Um, We are going to get started with the Belgian royal family, um, and then we'll go through all seven families, and then we'll do a little bit of a business meeting at the end, because that sounds fun, doesn't it? All right, let's go into Belgium. There wasn't a whole lot going on in Belgium um, this week. However, on Friday, Um, It does look like King Philippe held a meeting with a new government informer. So I've talked about this several, 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 several times. Belgium is struggling to form a permanent government. Um, That has not changed. So he, Philippe, has assigned or someone has been assigned to be the new person in charge of keeping Philippe up to date on what that process is going through right now. Um, now I'm not Belgium, Belgian. I don't live in Belgium. I have no fundamental understanding of Belgian politics other than the research I have been doing for the past mm, nine months now. But, um, I think at this point, and also I'm saying this out of a place where like, I'm an American and I'm over this. Um, but it's not my country and I make zero political decisions for that. But at some point, shouldn't we just, shouldn't Belgium just hold new elections? Like, I don't think that solves the problem, but maybe it makes it a little clearer. I don't know. But then also it's the age of COVID and you can't really hold elections safely and securely right now. So who knows? Um, But that happened on Friday, so uh, the new informer to King Philippe is the head of the Flemish Liberal Party, um, and they were talking about government formation and potential alliances. Who knows how it's going to go? But good luck to Belgium on yet again trying. Um, And so with that, we are going to move in to the British royal family. Again, we had another very, very quiet week out of the British Royals um, with only a little bit happening um, today and yesterday. So this came out like maybe on Friday, maybe on Thursday, a screenshot of an email that probably isn't even a real email. It was like a photoshopped email. Um from the Duchess of Cambridge to the group of judges um, for this hold still photo campaign that she spearheaded back in April, um, which was a photo campaign for British citizens to take snapshots of 
what is happening in their day-to-day lives during the pandemic and lockdown. So apparently there were about 3,200 submissions, um, which is a lot, and they have narrowed it down to 100. So Kate, as well as four other judges, have narrowed it down to 100 images that will be on display starting on September the 14th in what I think is going to be a virtual gallery. Um, So there's been a lot of like hype about that being released. So the photo thing came out first um, and then, or the email came out first and then today, Sunday morning, um, or I'm sorry, let me do this in chronological order. Last night, so Saturday for in time for Sunday morning papers to run, three of the images selected were revealed, um, which they're hilarious and adorable and like so pure and I think capture like this moment for a lot of people. Um, and then, so that happened Saturday night. So then today, Sunday morning, um, a video was released of the Zoom call that Kate had with these judges um, where they were talking about how hard it is to narrow um, from 3,200 to 100 images. I mean, that's cutting out a lot. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know quite the percentage, but it's a very high percentage to go from 3,200 to 100. I don't know if that's 32%. It seems like it would be, but I don't know. Um, But still, it's a lot. You have to weed through a lot. Um, And so that is the promotional stuff going on right now. Um, It was also, I don't know if this is confirmed or anything like that, but the video call um, for Kate was actually filmed supposedly at Balmoral, um, which is the Scottish residence for the British royal family and where Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, have been um, hanging out and living since July. Um, So it's been rumored that that's where they have been um, doing some socially distanced outside only visits with the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh, who are 94 and 99, respectively. Um, so something fun there, very family-oriented, great to see. So that's what was going on with the British royal family. And now we are going to move on to the Danish royal family. So the theme for this week's episode is that the Scandinavians are um, back to work. They are like fully back to work, having engagements basically every day. Um, So we are going to start on Monday in Denmark, where Crown Prince Frederick attended the opening of the Odense International Film Festival. Um, So Frederick serves as the royal patron of the film festival and was, of course, there in that capacity. Um, It looks like it was a pandemic-controlled event. (laughs) Um, But, you know, again, everyone's rules and regulations are different. So the assumption is that 
Frederick was following by um, the rules and regulations for the area he was in. So that was Monday. And then on Tuesday, there was nothing. And then Wednesday, Queen Margrethe received new naval officers um, at whatever palace she's staying at. I think it's Marleysburg, which is my American way of saying that castle's name. Um, And so she reviewed the guard that was posted there um, and then gave a brief speech congratulating them on their um, achievement and their new rank and all of that good stuff. Um, And so that was great. It was really good to see her out and about. You didn't see her at all on summer vacation um, outside of maybe, I don't even know, I didn't see any like paparazzi photos or anything like that. Um, so she hasn't been seen for like a month. So it was really nice to see her on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, Crown Prince Frederick delivered the very first, this is going to be a mouthful, bear with me, his Royal Highness Crown Prince Frederick International Business Awards, which is an award that he created earlier this year. I've talked about it on this podcast um, that will honor companies focused on promoting sustainable solutions by uh, Danish companies internationally. Um, So there are three awards, um, one in business excellency, one in green solutions, and the final one as newcomer of the year, which I assume they're all like newcomers this year, but um, they probably mean like startups and things like that. Um, So it was a very small ceremony. Um, attended by really just the recipients of the awards and probably the um, judging committee. Um, And so that was Thursday. And then the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there were no events. Um, So that was the week in Denmark. And now we are going to take a quick break and you get to listen to my voice, maybe. If a sponsorship plays, let's find out. started with the Dutch royal family. So, you know how in this episode and in pretty much every episode since kind of things reopened for the royal families, I've said I'm sure that every country's royals are abiding by their rules and regulations related to COVID. Well, I found the exception. Um, And look, they've owned up to it. It happened. Whatever. Um, so on Monday this week, so on the 24th, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima issued a public apology on the social media for the Dutch Royal House, um, for not observing social distancing in a photo of the two of them with some random person in Greece was released to the media. So I saw the photo pretty quickly after it was released, but I made the decision for the summer that I was not going to talk about any paparazzi photos that were released of any royal family, Um, just because 
like that's their private time they are entitled to that and I don't want to be um contributing to any kind of like promotion of invading people's personal time so um they issued this apology and it was fine it was well crafted you know we weren't paying enough attention we were you know they're on vacation they're enjoying themselves it's it's still weird I have my weird moments too um so I get it um but yeah it happened it was unfortunate that they were not abiding by these regulations as they are of course um an example to a lot of people in their country um and so to see something like that is not great um but also like I understand it um so that's what happened um it made a lot of news on Monday but now it's you know six days later it doesn't feel like as big of a deal um but then on Tuesday they decided to release um, six new photos, so two each of the of their daughters. Um, that was, they seem to have been taken on summer photo call day um, back in late July, um, but I'm not sure if that is the case. So that was the week for the Dutch Royals. They are appearing to still be on vacation, um, but probably will return soon, as I'm sure their schooling for their daughters starts soonish. Um, so with that, we are going to move on to the Norwegian royal family. Moving on to Norway, this is another family that is, I would say, completely back to work. Um, there was something every day of the week, Monday through Friday, um, which is fantastic. Um, so, starting on Monday, it was pretty light, um, but King Harald held two military audiences um, where he was conferring upon these people the order of saint olaf which is a um an order for i think anyone i think anyone can hold the order of saint olaf i don't think it's specific to military um that isn't something that i have researched very well um but that was monday and then on Tuesday, this was a light day. There weren't actually any official engagements, um, but it was the 19th wedding anniversary for Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit. Um, so Metamarit is a um, social media user. She has her own Instagram account. She previously has used Twitter. Um, and so on her own private but public Instagram um profile she shared a photo of her and Akun standing with a wonderful adorable bouquet of heart-shaped balloons um they were so cute um and you know it was a low-key celebration I expect um depending on the situation next year a pretty big um 
celebration for their 20th anniversary. They've had big celebrations for 10 and 15. Um, so I would expect something pretty big next year. Um, but that was Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Crown Prince Akun started his three-day journey along what is known as the refugee route. So this is a route from Oslo, which is the capital of Norway, to the border of Sweden and Norway. Um, and it was used in the Second World War um, by couriers and refugees trying to flee Norwegians, uh, Norway's occupation of the Nazis. Um, so Norway was intensely occupied and trying to put up a fight and not succeeding. Um, Sweden somehow, I've talked about this before, but I don't really remember how they avoided it. Um, I think there was like some Nazi sympathy happening in Sweden, so they never got invaded. Um, which is great for Sweden. Um, but so they were more of a free country. And so Norwegians would um, seek refuge there. Um, so after about eight hours of hiking, Akun, Akun met with um, current refugees to Norway um, from Syria. So if you aren't aware, just a brief thing. Syria is in the middle of, I believe it's a civil war, um, and it's just very, very, very intense, and a lot of people are getting hurt, and so there are a lot of Syrian refugees. Um, and Norway, I believe, is one of the countries that is taking in, like, the most. Um, so they are, they have always, Norway has always taken in a high number of refugees, um, and so they currently have a lot from Syria. Um, and so that is how he ended his day on Wednesday. And then we go to Thursday. This is probably so far, possibly my favorite Royal event of the year, like of an event that the Royals have taken part in. I really like, it's a tie between this and the whole tour of all the communities in Spain. Um, but this for sure in Norway is my favorite thing that has happened this year. Um, so he continued on the refugee route on Thursday um, and made it to a memorial to pay tribute to those who lost their lives, um, helping refugees and um, as well as couriers um, sending messages to the resistance in Sweden um, during the war. Um, so that was all on Thursday. It was a light day for content sharing on Thursday. Um, and then on Friday, um, Akun started his day by meeting with wartime survivors. Um, so he met with someone who fled to Sweden because she was a Jew, um, someone who was five when the war broke out, um, and then finally a man whose father and grandfather helped a high number of refugees flee to safety and were both awarded, um, I believe, the Order of St. Olaf by King Harald's father, King Olaf. Um, and so that was his morning. And then in the 
uh, late afternoon, Akun did make it to the border of Sweden. Um, I believe the original plan was to cross into Sweden, but because of coronavirus, they respected Norway's rules and regulations about not traveling outside of the country, um, and so they did not cross the border. Um, and then ended the trip at a museum focused on the refugee route instead. So a really cool three days of learning and experiencing something that happened 75 years ago, yes, but like is so important to the culture of Norway. So I'm finding, I know this is a long one, I'm sorry. Um, I'm finding that in doing these, each country kind of has something that like represents the way their royal family works. Um, so like with Norway, it is really focused about how their family um, dealt with and have come back from the war and how Norway is now this like country that helps in whatever way it has the resources to. Um, so like I mentioned, Norway is one of the countries that takes in a high number of refugees and they don't have the same resources as say, like the US or the UK, like they don't have as much financial freedom to do such a thing. Um, but they do it anyway because it's important. Um, and so like that is something like this is one of those moments where from what I can tell is going to be something that kind of like leads Akun into his future role. Um, like it'll be one of those defining moments for him. Um, and so I think it's really important that he did this now. Um, and also it's the 75th anniversary of the liberation. So that was really important as well. Um, and then finishing out on Friday, King Harald held the council of state meeting, which happens weekly. We are back to it. Um, the Norwegian Royal calendar says that Crown Prince Akun was present. Um, I would assume if he was in there at all, he was on by phone or like FaceTime or something, or he just wasn't on it and they didn't update it. Who knows? Um, and then King Harald also held a farewell audience to the ambassador to Norway from Spain. Um, so that was the week for Norway, and we are going to skip Spain because there was absolutely nothing going on from them this week, um, and move straight into Sweden. Again, the Swedish royals completely back to work. Um, well, at least Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel are completely back to work. Um, so they had a full week of engagements. And on so we're going to start with Monday, where Prince Daniel got off to a late, week, uh, late start by having a um, digital meeting with students who are participating in his um, Prince Daniel Fellowship, which is a fellowship about entrepreneurship. Um, and a way to learn different kinds of entrepreneurial skills. Um, so that was Monday. 
And then on Tuesday, Crown Princess Victoria gave two video addresses that were probably pre-recorded um, to open a couple of different events. Um, so the first was Stockholm Fashion Week, which is being held, according to their website, completely online, um, completely digitally. Um, so she, in this video, spoke about sustainable fashion um, and her role as ambassador for the UN Agenda 2030, which is all about um, sustainability in everyday lives. Also, the biggest news out of that video, it should not be, but it is, um, is that her hair was down. The running theme in the Royal Watching Circle is Crown Princess Victoria never wears her hair down, so when it's down, it's a big deal. Um, so that was like the first thing I noticed was her hair was down and it was wonderful. So that was a really, really cool video. Um, just a brief opening thing. And then she also that evening had a video message go out where she launched the Junior Water Prize Award Ceremony. Um, so this is an annual event for most members of the Swedish royal family. Um, but because of everything going on, obviously it was held a little bit differently. And I believe that Victoria is the one most involved with the project. Um, and so this is an award that is an international science award for youth aged 15 to 20 um, that are making impacts on water conservation. Um, so this year the award went to two Japanese young people um, who came up with a solution to fight soil erosion. This is one of those things I didn't do a lot of research on because it went way over my head. I tried, but um, me and science, not the best of friends, so it just didn't work. Throw me into a political conversation, throw me into a historical conversation, I am good to go. This, not my deal. Um, but it was great. Uh, her hair was not up for this one. She had an outfit change. This is why I'm saying they were recorded on different days. Um, but that was really, really exciting. And then on Wednesday, Victoria and Daniel visited a um, shared art studio. So similar to like a co-working space, um, but for artists, where they learned about how the artistic community has been affected by the virus and pandemic and shutdowns, quote unquote shutdowns in Sweden. Um, and then they also that day had a meeting with a senior advisor from CETA, which is the Board for International Development Cooperation. Um, and that's the English version. So I'm sure the Swedish version somehow translates to the initials SIDA. No idea though. Um, so that was Wednesday, the 26th. And then Thursday to finish out their week, Victoria and Daniel visited an ambulance station in the town of Solna. Um, to, again, learn about how um, ambulatory care has been affected by the pandemic, what kinds of measures are being taken into consideration, what kinds of adjustments have had to be made, things along those lines. So that is the week in Sweden, which brings us to the end of our fourth week of August weekly recap. Um, and so now for our very serious business meeting. No, it's not that serious at all. 
Um, so it is now August 30th. Tomorrow is August 31st. And um, starting on Wednesday, September 1st, no, Mon Tuesday, September 1st, I will go back to recording these podcasts daily. Um, so next week, expect episodes uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. No, that's not right. Friday and Saturday. So we'll go, um, the, the typical schedule will be Tuesday through Saturday. So um, we'll cover Monday through Friday events. Um, and or Saturday and Sun Saturday, Sunday, and Monday will be on Tuesday's episode every week. Um, and then we'll go daily after that. Um, so back to what the original posting schedule was before August slump hit. Um, some other things are changing too with the way I'm doing Instagram. I've actually been doing that though for the past two weeks. Um, I'm posting a little bit differently so you can really just focus on like the royal families you want to see if that's your deal. Like if that's how you're listening to this podcast. Um, and then the website is going to be the same way. So the dailyroyal.com is going to be broken down more by royal family rather than um, clusters. So we're doing it for a couple reasons. One, so people can focus more on the royal families that they like the most. Um, but then also so they can, um, so that I have <laughs> less daily work to do. Um, so the website work will only be done once a week instead of every day. Um, just because I am one person doing this and um, it's becoming a lot to do every day. So I wanted to change it up a little bit. Um, we'll see if this works. We'll go through this probably for the rest of the year. Um, and then when we hit a year of this podcast, we'll probably reevaluate everything. Um, but that's what we're doing. Um, so I can't wait to be back to a daily schedule on Wednesday. Hopefully the Royals are going to be doing some things. Um, and I will talk to you all Wednesday morning. Have a great one. Bye.